thunderbolts and lightning, very, very frightening me. I am Mel Urbacca. Welcome to the Parkrun Adventures, episode 213. We've got a lot of rumbling going on in the background, so hopefully not too much noise is coming through on the mic, but I think you must be having slightly different weather where you are, Mark. Yeah. Hi, Mel. Uh, thanks for having me on the, the podcast. Uh, so not Sunshine Coast this week, it's uh, Thunderstorm Coast. Yeah, we've had just ridiculous heat and it's broken this afternoon in one of our magnificent summer storms. Now it finally feels like Christmas because we've had, you know, 37 degree day and an afternoon thunderstorm and it's just been beautiful. So yes, it's the stormy coast at the moment. And here in Canberra, I'm actually wearing trackies and a jumper because we've had a bit of a cool snap again. No, you don't still have those items of clothing accessible at this time of year, surely. Well, this is the thing, like Canberra can be a bit a bit funny. We've, we have had snow in the first week of December before, so you just never know. And uh, we've had some wonderful weeks of nice weather and yeah, just it's gone a little bit cool the last couple of days. So yeah, I had to put a jumper on when I got home. Now, I didn't do a very good job of introducing you. I just jumped right in. You are, of course, Mark Scarborough. This is the first time we've had you co-hosting on the pod since way back when you started your Aussie adventure with your family. Of course, we had you guest pop in every now and again on your travels, which was awesome. But you're home now. You've been home for a little while. Parkrun has been back in the ACT for a little while even. How has that all been? How have you been settling back in? Yeah, look, it's been <laughs> strange, I suppose. Like, um, it's we've been back home now from our trip for uh, it's about two months now, and yeah, as you said, Parkrun has recommenced in the ACT, so it is kind of like back to normal in a way. Uh, we're back to work and back to school, and enjoying being back to Parkrun. Uh, so yeah, we're thoroughly enjoying life, and you know, it took a little bit of adjustment to get back to living in in our house after coming out of the caravan. Yeah, funnily enough, we went away a couple of weeks ago just for a very short weekend away to Bathurst and took the caravan away. And it was kind of nice being back in the caravan and it didn't actually feel strange being back in it. Yeah, it's good to be home and, and certainly good to see Park Run back in the ACT and coming back in the other states now with um, New South Wales being announced uh, that they're returning. Yeah, we're only going to be one state away after we get New South Wales back on board. But I want to ask you about when you got home after being in the caravan. Did you find that you all sort of congregated in one corner of the rooms and things like that, and that the space was all just a bit too much to deal with when you got home? It was quite strange, to be honest. The house just did feel a whole lot bigger than it ever had felt. Probably actually as big as it felt when we first moved in from our smaller house that we first had. But, you know, it was it was great to be home and see our dog. And I tell you what, going to our big bed and having an ensuite, uh, it was um, that it's a real treat. <laughs> you know? It's like luxury. Oh, it is. You know, the beds in the caravans are quite cosy. But yeah, it was nice to have our king size bed back and, and have a clean ensuite nearby and not have to traipse through a caravan park to an amenities block that you're sharing with everybody else. So yeah, we certainly appreciated those finer things in life. Awesome. All right, now back to Parkrun. Two co-hosts on the Parkrun Adventurous podcast both went to Parkrun on the weekend, just gone. 
So that's exciting. Where were you on Saturday and what did you get up to? Yeah, so we we were back at um, our home park run at Wagyu Bridge. We were volunteering, so I was uh, run director for the day. And I think that's my second or third time being run director. And we had uh, Nicole handing out finish tokens and the kids were barcode scanners. Uh, All that went really well. So obviously we're operating under the COVID-19 framework and everybody has really adapted to that quite well. I think that we, you know, we, for us, we put that down to really good communications on our Facebook page leading up to, particularly to the launch. And everybody's kind of um, accepted the slight changes um, to it, like it hasn't been big changes, but you know, little changes and it's all working out well. Uh, the virtual app updates have been fantastic. Yeah, it was great to be, you know, back at Wagyu Bridge and, and supporting our, our local park run and, and seeing the familiar faces again. What about yourself? Where were you? Yeah, I made another return to home. So I think I mentioned it. Oh, there's the thunder again. (laughs) I think I mentioned last week that I'm pretty much sticking close to home for now. We might venture out. Well, we, we had plans and we'll talk about this a little bit later to head south a bit for Christmas, but we're probably going to change those plans. So yeah, for now, back at home, I, I volunteered in a couple of other roles with the boys this week. So it has been noted that if I volunteer, not only does Adam have to run with both boys in the bobsled, he also ends up, to allow me to perform my role, he also ends up spending a lot of time just pushing them in the swings in the park and he actually doesn't get to talk to people while he waits for me to finish. So I said, well, all right, I'll change it up. I'll do a couple of different roles this week. I did first time as welcome and volunteer coordinator. And the way we do volunteer coordinator at Kiwana is we use it as a person who goes around and recruits volunteers for the future weeks so we don't have to rely like solely on social media. So I thought, oh, yeah, you know, I can do those roles and the boys can potter around with me. (laughs) Didn't quite work out that way. Uh, Certainly while all the participants were out on the course, I just spent a lot of time pushing them on the swings in the park and letting them climb all over the equipment. But, yeah, once the participants started coming back and I was – on the job, as it were. it Yeah, pretty much once Adam crossed the line, they saw him and they made a beeline for him. So it ended up relatively the same way as it always does. He just, in this situation, didn't have to push the double pram. So, yeah, but it was a good morning. I love first time as welcome, getting the opportunity to clock all the new faces and the visitors from other people, you know, those people who are having the adventures and finding out where they're from and then after they finished because you know, you've, you've made that connection already. You can pick them out from the crowd and go and check on them and see how they went and, yeah. Yeah, I, for Waggy Ridge, like I did the first time as briefing and it was a, yeah, a, a dad and a, a young fellow there um, for their first time and, you know, it was I, 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 something that I've been quite purposeful in thinking even when, you know, like I was at Gungar and was trying to keep an eye out for those people that were clearly first-timers and try and touch base with them afterwards to make sure that, how they found the experience and that, you know, they understood how things worked and, you know, encouraged them to come back. Because I, I think it's kind of like, you know, you're reliving that those early days for yourself about the excitement and um, the joy you kind of get out of it all. So, And how, how the boys seem going with Parkrun coming back? Like, did, do you feel that they, they missed it and now that now that's back, that's like you're seeing something there? Well, I definitely noticed, I think Emmett was still too young to really understand that, he was missing anything. 
Wes, on the other hand, especially in the earlier days, you know, if we woke him up in the dark, he would be wondering if we were going to parkrun and he would ask and and he was getting excited as we mentioned that we were going back and then literally the last two weeks we've had to wake both boys up because they're starting to sleep really well which is just awesome <laughs> however Wes doesn't tend to wake up very well in the morning he's not a super morning person anymore and last weekend I sort of went in and went Wes wake up it's time for parkrun he's like no. Yeah. And I said, come on, you got to wake up, buddy. He's like, no. And he just rolled over and I was like, oh, sorry, buddy. <laughs> You've got to come with me. <laughs> so it's not as easy as it used to be before he was toilet trained and, you know, you could just grab him in his pyjamas and make sure you had a spare nappy and all that sort of stuff was fine. As long as you had food packed, you could just chuck him in the pram and it was all good. But now we have to make sure he's up and he goes to the toilet and all those extra fun parent things where you're trying to get your kids ready and you realise, oh, this is why it takes an extra half an hour to get out the door all the time. He's so happy once he's there and they have just completely crashed after each week Emmett doesn't even make it home without falling asleep. It's a big, long, exciting day for them when we started with Parkrun. That's been nice to see again. And Wes is only, well, he's three and a half now, so he's only six months away from getting his own barcode. Might have to start training him up, getting him out of that pram. Yeah. That's the next adventure. That'll be an exciting time is when you get his own barcode and then chase down the 10 milestone. Yeah, well, Adam always lets him have uh, his token and gets to go scan it in. And he actually is really enjoying the fact that he gets to drop it in a bucket now um, because uh, the volunteers aren't touching their own tokens. And so you just have to hold them out and then it gets dropped in a bucket and Wesley likes to go and drop them in the bucket. We uh, had to intercept Emmett last week because all the buckets and it's probably a little bit of a mistake on my behalf. Other people might have used ice cream buckets or whatever. I actually went and purchased three sandcastle buckets, you know, bright <laughs> yellow with red handles that came with little spades, which I removed. And so we've kept the spades at home, but I just bought these buckets to donate to the event to be used for this purpose. And of course, the kids see them and go, oh, it's, mm. let's go make sandcastles. And so Emmett made a beeline for them and actually tipped them and we had tokens all over the ground. <laughs> so that was great. <laughs> there was a lot of sanitizing of hands going on after we put those back in the buckets. Yeah, that's been one of uh, James's jobs is token sorter slash washer upper. Yep. So, yeah, that's one of the little jobs that he's been doing as a volunteer as well the last couple of weeks. But isn't it awesome that we can, okay, perhaps the involvement of my children is not ideal at this stage, <laughs> but yours, you know, they get to actually perform a role and do something important and responsible and learn about that. And there are not a lot of volunteer opportunities, I guess, in the world where you can volunteer with your kids. Yeah, that's right. I think that I think it's been talked about before on the podcast about the beauty about some of the volunteer roles with Parkrun is that kids, you know, supported by parents can do it. You know, at least is of an age where, you know, she can do the barcode scanning on her own quite well. She could do the timing. I find the kids are all over the technology a lot better than many adults. Yeah, I should talk to her one day actually about the timekeeping. So I know there's a lot of people that are quite 
fearful of Timekeeper, and I've done it a couple of times recently, and it's it is so straightforward. You know, the new app, like I said before, is just it's so well designed, and it kind of removes some of the issues before we could hit the wrong button. Um, this way, it's, it's so much easier to do it, and the way that the results upload now, as well, scanning the QR code is just amazing. I suppose it's, some of the positives that have come out of COVID is uh, some of these advances in um, some of the technology that we're using you know, park run and, and, you know, work and personal life. Yeah, there were always uh, the upgrades to the app were always on the agenda and, and they were a future kind of project because they were nice to have. And I guess getting given the opportunity to have a bit more time during the pause for the development of that to happen was really great. And, yes, I'm a big fan of it myself too. But, hey, Mark, so... The thunderstorm is going crazy there. Yeah, you can hear it. Yeah, you've got like the window opening and watching the lightning as well? Uh, no, I'm not watching the lightning because if I was doing that, then my mouth would not be directed at the microphone. So <laughs> I'm hoping that you can just hear me over all the rumbles anyway. No, you can definitely hear you, but you can, you can hear this here, the, the rumble in the background. It's like, Mel, did you have dinner tonight? <laughs> <laughs> not yet, but I will. I will. <laughs> maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's not thunder. Maybe it's just a growling <laughs> stomach. <laughs> That'll teach me for not having a snack before we start. Yeah. Uh, no, but so what I was going to say, Mark, is that you and I are not the only ones fortunate enough to have Parkrun back in our worlds. We also have a bunch of the Channel 5 News crew and a special ring-in from the Northern Territory this week who have sent in some roving reports for us. Shall we have a listen? We shall. Hi, this is Mark here from Darwin. I'm here with Helen, the event director of Nightcliff Parkrun. Hi, Helen. Hi, Mark. How are you? Hey, good, thanks. How was today's run? Uh, wet and soggy, but um, it was great. It was a bit cooler for us today, so the humidity was a, a little bit lower, so it made it a bit easier. Um, yeah, it's probably like 5, 10 degrees cool in most weeks this week at the moment. Oh, yes. Very nice, very nice. And numbers down a little bit, up a little bit? Um, down a little bit. Um, since um, coming back from COVID, it has reduced, but to this, today it was a lot lower, So, but um, everyone had a great time and um, made it easier for all the volleys as well. Excellent, excellent. And how's the new COVID rules? Are they making a difference? Um, everyone's ad- adhering to them and um, it seemed to be running quite smoothly. Oh, yeah, sweet. And did you uh, keep running in the COVID shutdown period or did you pull up? I certainly did, twice oh. a day. Well, someone did. <laughs> I didn't run once from the time of oh, shutdown until we got back and I'm paying for it now. <laughs> oh, excellent. Well, thank you for your time, Helen. No worries. You enjoy yourself. See you later. See you later. Bye. Alrighty. I've just done my first park run in nine months. I got through it. I lasted... Garmin didn't, Garmin fail. Anyway, everyone knows I was at Parkrun. I know if it's not on Strava, it didn't exist, but I'll just log it. It's fine. Now, I'm here with Marty, who is today's director. How are you today, Marty? Good, thank you very much. And yourself? Yeah, really good. Good, good. You're looking good in that vest there today. Thank you. Now, it's been a bit of a journey, I think, probably for every event team to get Parkrun back up. What's it been like? Yeah, well, um, we didn't expect it to come back so soon. We honestly thought it would be like next year. So it took us a little bit by surprise, but we've got a great team of um, uh, directors and uh, volunteers. And um, the uh, new sort of challenge we had was, well, not challenge, but uh, change was the course change. But uh, Bruce Willis pioneered that spectacularly and um, he's just um, done an outstanding job to implement the new course chain. And I think it's worked really well today. So far we haven't had any slips or falls, you know, and I think that can be as a result on the gravel part at the start. But 
it's been great. Everyone just, you know, it's uh, worked really well with the new COVID changes and all. And I think everyone's smiling today and really enjoying a first uh, run back at Parkrun. I think so. And let, yes, listeners, you did hear right. Everything is hard and tough at Bunyaville. We even have our own Bruce Willis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, new course, a um, little bit resembling of the original course here at Bunyaville, I thought. Did yes. anyone else um, anyone else notice that? Yeah, no, no definitely um, uh, recall that. I mean, I um, personally hadn't run the old course back in the day, but, yeah, a lot of our, um, our uh, old heads who have been here uh, Bunyville forever or live here forever basically yeah um yeah definitely recall um it resembling the old course and yeah they, they think it's a uh, it's great you know so and I mean like most uh park runs at some stage you know they grow and um changes do happen and it's obviously all beneficial for everyone you know for uh all park runners and walkers and uh, volunteers and such so I think it's worked really well and yeah just with all the new cover rules it's a learning curve for everyone like not just us directors and volunteers but also all, all park runners, runners. Yeah. yeah so I think um it's worked well you know obviously well it all it changes and evolves but main thing is everyone's here having fun and enjoying themselves and that's what park <laughs> yeah. runs all about you know so exactly yeah. look in all of our aspects of life we've had to make changes little changes here and there to get back on track so i think of all of the places that we've had to make changes park runs probably the most enjoyable Definitely. so <laughs> yeah look marty it's been nine months since you've been at park one what have you been doing to uh keep yourself amused in that time uh i've actually been absolutely uh flat out at my work i actually work two jobs um uh, in the veterinary industry it's a vet nurse very busy emergency hospital but um running wise i've been doing actually quite a lot i'm actually having a break at the moment um i did my first 100k um about a month and a half ago which was quite a challenge and i think just like for anyone even just rocking up the park run and doing 5k is a challenge to someone but it feels very rewarding to finish and i feel that same feeling as anyone here who's done their first 5k at park run as i did for that first 100k uh trail so yeah no definitely been still running having a little break but uh we'll be getting back to running next month and definitely we'll be um coming back to bunyville to have a bit of a trot <laughs> yes so listeners to the pod might know um i talked last time i was on the pod about my experience at the blackwall 100 marty was there but marty had been home and probably had six hours sleep by the time i was even thinking about finishing so well done marty first you, 100 you, you did a great job it was a hot day thank you it was. Um, and it's a tough course so it definitely was, yeah, yeah. yeah. So i was very glad to finish yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah all right well marty thank you so much yeah. for all the work that you do oh, and yeah. all the work that the event team does thank you so much no, no, thank for you getting for- you real back up yeah no thank you for coming and that's where we get a lot of joy seeing everyone here um enjoying themselves and you know families everyone it's uh it seems seeing all the youngsters you know developing and growing and just learning to enjoy and participate because that's what it's all about you know so it's just great you know seeing everyone back Here's a little tucker now. He looks like he's about seven. Well done, he's got his little yeah, ten well shirt on and he's sprinting up the hell to the finish he's line. I don't think mum's going to catch him. <laughs> All right. I think that is the perfect place to leave Bunyaville Park Run for today. <laughs> Thanks, Marty. Thanks, Good everybody. Pleasure. No worries. G'day, adventurers. Cam here again. Now as a proud family man I've heard the pitter patter of little feet a couple of times in my life and now Parkrun WA introduces the newest member of the family with pitter patter of lots of feet, Garvey Park Parkrun located 
next to a river. I forget which, I should probably know that. And beautiful parklands with mostly sealed path, a bit of limestone and a small hill. It is a lovely setting, lots of shade. It's gonna be beautiful in summer. Lots of beautiful trees, wetlands and deep ruts. Mind the ruts. Hey, let's go chat. All right, I'm here with Paul and Mark. Uh, fellas, how was today's launch at Garvey Park Park Run? Awesome course. <laughs> yeah, I was out there uh, taking photos. Uh, great crowd here today. And I've heard you volunteered a few times. I have, yes. And how many times would that be, sir? Uh, today's two, 250. Goodness me, there's got to be a shirt for that. What do you reckon, Paul? Oh, look, give him yeah, five. The, the oh loop. <laughs> yeah, you can tell I've just finished a run. Uh, fellas, how do you think Parkrun has had a, an impact on your lives? Paul? Uh, it's certainly given us something to do on a Saturday morning and pretty much all day Saturday with taking photos. So it kept you out of trouble. That's good to hear. Mark, I got your name right this time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's certainly given me something to do Saturday morning and made so many friends. Oh, that's, uh, that's fantastic. Hundreds of people I know through Parkrun now. Oh, that's great. Well, thank you very much for chatting and I'll see you around the traps. Thank you. Thanks very much. Hello, everyone. I'm here with Crystal, Ruby, Shaylee and to be announced. Uh, how, everyone, how was your Parkrun? It was good. Yeah. It was, today's one was different, um, being the launch, so we haven't ran here before so it's a bit of um bit of a trail run through the tracks and then along the river oh it's a lovely run isn't it yes now i noticed that you're holding up little faces and what's going on here oh yes he mentioned that when i chatted to him earlier oh that's lovely he's the what i'm sorry the photo guy the photo guy yes did everyone try and do a jump shot for paul Oh, we forgot our jump shot today. We usually do do a jump shot. Um, we've been to quite a few park runs and Paul's been the photographer there. Um, and yeah, we usually do a jump shot, but we forgot today. We just put up our we signs. Too busy waving our pool faces. Yeah. Oh, that's lovely. Do you think park runs had a, a positive impact in your lives? Yes. That was quick. <laughs> Would you mind elaborating? Um, okay. We're early risers anyway, so it's good to get up and come out and do a run, and then we've done that for the day. Yeah, we often um, sometimes bring some um, barbecue down, so we have a barbecue breakfast afterwards, and we've packed the kayaks today, so we can go for a kayak along the river after as well. So we've really come for an adventure run today, haven't we? Absolutely. All right, well, it's been lovely chatting to you ladies, and hope to see you around again sometime soon. Thank you. G'day, everyone. I'm here with the people's champion, or so he's been told. Tell me, sir, why are you the people's champion? Uh, I was influenced by the mayor of Parkrun, as I like to call him. The mayor of Parkrun. Before, before he introduced me to Parkrun, I wasn't doing much. I was working on my weight loss journey, but not getting far. And then once I started my first Parkrun, I did 43 in a row. Wow! I couldn't make it to 50 in a row because of injury. Oh, no. So, mayor of Parkrun... <clears throat> yes. How was your park run? That was a very good course. Uh, I thank the organisers for such a great job here. Garvey Park, good turnout. Uh, would do again. Excellent. Now, fellas, uh, how would you say park run has had a positive impact on your lives? Uh, it's got me out and about, got me more positive, focused, um, social. There's a lot of people to come and talk to. That's right. Lovely. Yeah, park run is, Saturday is park run day. 
and typically the 5k is just to qualify for the end of chats, the coffees and all the social activities that happen afterwards. So yeah, it's really good. Entry requirement. <laughs> ah, so it's the warm up for the coffee. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, fellas. Well, I hope you've had a lovely day today. It's been beautiful at Garvey Park Run. Maybe I'll see you around. Thank you. Thanks for that. Sweet. I'm here with Simon and Phoenix. Phoenix might not say much, but Simon, how was your run? Oh, it was awesome. Very nice. Uh, really good to come to all the launches. I do try and come to all of the new park runs when they launch, and it's a good chance to meet all the friends I haven't seen for a while. And, and this one's a pick. cracker of a course, isn't it? Yeah, it's really good. It was a bit confusing, and I um, wasn't expecting the trails and the rutted out sections, and they're going to be really fun through winter, but uh, yeah, it was fun. I think it'll keep you on the toes or yeah. on your bum. <laughs> try not to fall over. Hey, so uh, do you think park runs has a, a positive impact on your life? If so, how so? Oh, it's had yeah, massive impact on my life. I think yeah, I've just most of the friends that I hang out with now I've met through park run. Got married recently, and a lot of the people from the oh, wedding congratulations were, were at the wedding as well. And yeah, so I mean, park runs had a massive impact, and even around travel and everything. So every time we travel, we always do a new park run. So I've done like nearly 350 park runs and 55 unique park runs around the world as well. Yowzers, you've done it all. Yeah, quite a few. And always looking for more to do. <laughs> Aren't we all? Well, thanks for the chat, and I hope you had a great run. Cool, thanks very much. Nice to meet you. Cheers. G'day, everyone. I'm here with the man, the myth, the legend, and the almost the inaugural run director. I'm here. Oh, Melanie. Here. Okay, so I've got Melanie and Mohammed here. Melanie, first of all, how was the first event at Garvey Park Park Run? Bloody brilliant. I've, I've had a great time. It, it's um, a little bit exhausting, but... Very fulfilling. Huge crowd. That's fantastic. So everything's run smoothly, everything's perfect. Yeah, we had a there's a small number of people didn't get their second loop in, so they didn't cross the line. Uh, the mosquitoes are pretty gnarly. They're friendly. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the the park was a li- uh, the course was a little bit short, so we started at the wrong tree, which won't happen next week. But yeah, everything was smooth. I think it was a fantastic launch. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. Mohammed. Ab- how are you fine. Mohammed's Abdul- formal. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Abdul, mate. How's it going? Oh, yeah, I'm pretty good. Yourself? Yeah, all right. All right. I'm park run fresh. What about yourself? Uh, yeah, yeah, I've done a few since it's come back. Just slowly getting back into it. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, so, Melanie, Abdul, uh, how do you think park run has had a positive impact on your lives? Me. Me. Ladies all right. first. Huge. Huge. Absolutely huge. How so? Um, I was listening to a podcast just recently and it was a, it was about, um, you know, how you get together with people and how you make friends. And I'm not a person for standing around with a glass of wine, looking you in the face and having a chat. It's not me. I never go to those types of things. When I come to Parkrun, I can hang out with people and do lots of things that... that are fun for both of us and I don't have to feel like I'm having to perform in a conversation. You can be you. I can be me. That's lovely. Abdul? It's definitely had a positive influence on my life. Um, before Park Run, I wasn't much of a traveller and um, if you've followed a few of my travels, I've... <laughs> yes, a few. Um, so it's given me kind of like a reason or excuse to travel the state and even other states and territories. Although I haven't had a chance to hit Northern Territory or ACT, so if anyone can give me like a course they can recommend for those two territories, that'd be great. Sounds like it's time for a road trip. Yes, definitely. Once uh, once everything clears up, I'll definitely be making plans. Um, but yeah, it's positive influence because when I before I started 
park and I was quite, um, I guess, a little introverted and public speaking wasn't my thing. So I actually put myself in that position as an RD to open up and help me develop personally. And it's helped a lot making connections with different people who I probably would never have come into contact to. Volunteering's helped a lot with that. Yeah, definitely. Oh, fantastic. Well, Abdul, thanks for the chat and I'll see you around. You too, mate. Cheers. Well, it's good to hear a couple of roving reports, Mel. We heard from uh, Mark uh, from Nightcliffe Parkrun. Oh, actually, it was one of the parkruns I got to do while on our trip. And I find it funny they're talking about it was cooler than usual when I had to look up what cooler than usual is. And it was a, a cool 24 degrees there at Nightcliffe on the weekend. And uh, yeah, not cool by now, certainly my standards. Oh, that's definitely cool by my standards, <laughs> especially when we had a 37 degree day on Saturday here ourselves. And we uh, heard from, from Lyndall, who was uh, also talking about that they've had a course change at um, Bunyaville. Have you run at Bunyaville? No, it's still one of those ones that I'm yet to get to. It's given it's a trail event. Yeah, it's hard with the And plan. I've spent a large proportion of the last four years being either pregnant or recovering from having small children and therefore having small children with prams that rely on me. It's not been very conducive to going and doing single track trail type <laughs> events. Fair enough. So that's one's on the on the agenda for some time in the in the future then I imagine. Yes. Well now the boys are kind of old enough to be babysat for longer periods of time and they eat real people food and mm-hmm. they sleep in their own beds and all that sort of thing. That makes a big difference to uh, opportunities for Adam and I to get away for more than an hour at a time. So yeah, you know, I might wait just a little bit longer because the heat at the moment through the summer, look, I'll be honest, Mark. I usually volunteer for the majority of summer because I'm a bit lazy like that and I I don't like to sweat too much, much as I need the exercise. So, yeah, I might leave it till it cools down a little bit, but I'm hoping Bunyaville is something on the horizon for early 2021. There, I've said it now. We'll have to watch this space for a special Mel roving report maybe. Yeah, well, hey, you know, I've got to go meet Bruce Willis now that we've had him on the pod. (laughs) And uh, we heard from Cam, who was at the launch of the Garvey Park Park Run over in Western Australia. And at the end there, he um, he spoke to Abdul, who I believe has been on the, uh, the the podcast before. He has, yeah. Hi, Abdul. He's our old favourite. That's good. Not old, but he's been a favourite for a long time. <laughs> if that makes sense. One of the, one of the things that I, I really liked about um, Abdul sharing his story about that, um, you know, he, he was a bit of an introvert and uh, volunteered as a run director as a way of challenging himself, putting himself out there and well done. I think that's fantastic and, you know, it just shows what you can get out of, uh, out of volunteering. Always good to challenge yourself, isn't it? Indeed. So it's our roving reports. Now we should get on to the excitement. We are in December. I still listen to my weekly Christmas potting podcast hosted by Vanessa Gibson of Sandgate Parkrun fame. December means we can just talk about Christmas all the time, according to today's episode. So (laughs) I'm going to start right there. Christmas and the Christmas and New Year Compendium 2020-21 is out. Event teams found out last week that we could have additional festive events across Australia and New Zealand. 
Are you going to be getting to a Christmas Day park run or a New Year's Day park run early next year, Mark? Or are you hosting? Are you planning to volunteer? Yeah, look, I'll say that we will definitely be at the uh, the special event. Uh, I think that um, our plan at this stage is to run Christmas Day. Nicole and the kids haven't actually run a park run on Christmas Day as yet. We uh, all volunteered last year at Gungarland. Uh, so, yeah, our plan is to, to run Christmas Day and then we'll probably volunteer the next day on Park Run Day proper. We're not sure what's happening in Canberra yet in relation to who's hosting which special events. Uh, so it's a bit of a watch this space, but I'd expect that, yeah, Gungarland or Wagyu Bridge will be hosting Christmas and i um, not sure how we'll deal with the New Year's Day one as well, but uh, that's all being discussed and talked about at the moment. But, yeah, we'll certainly uh, be out there and celebrating Christmas and celebrating a new year. What about yourself? What are your plans? I alluded to it in the intro earlier on in the pod that, well, we still do technically currently have plans to head south to my brother's place in Brisbane. And he and his wife are run directors at Lota Park Run. And our intention was to go there Christmas Eve, get up, volunteer with them in the morning at Lota. Oh, those rumbles are getting close, aren't they? (laughs) We might have to end the podcast pretty soon if uh, the thunderstorm intervenes. Now I'm getting very distracted. So yes, the plan was to go and spend Christmas there and we generally always spend Christmas with those guys and get along to a parkrun event. Their kids are across the whole, you're only allowed to open one present from Santa before we go to parkrun and then all the rest of the presents are afterwards and uh, it's always worked out really well. But my oldest dog, Inu, my husky German Shepherd Cross, he's having some issues a little bit lately with Age is catching up to him, basically. He's 14 and a half. He's got some arthritis creeping into his bones and he's lost a little bit of weight in the muscle mass. He's starting to get quite weak and they've actually got a six-month-old puppy full of life and doesn't know her own strength. So I'm a bit concerned that taking him down, He's of course he's welcome. Both our dogs are always welcome. We always take them with us for Christmas. But... It just might not be the kindest thing this year to spend Christmas with a rambunctious puppy. Yeah, at 14 and a half, he's, a, he's an old man now. And he is. So pups just don't know, <laughs> don't know how to give up. They don't. Well, yeah, they really don't. And he deserves to have a lovely, quiet, peaceful Christmas. And who knows, you know, this could be the last one we have. So I don't want to have mum guilt (laughs) that I've exposed him to a stressful Christmas day. And I won't enjoy it either if I feel like he's been harassed. So we'll see how it goes. There are a few more weekly visits to the vet for some injections to help him with his arthritis. And I'm giving him all the food to fatten him up and start gently working on the doggy physio, etc., to help him so I don't know, we might end up staying at home on the Sunshine Coast and I don't know what our options will be here for Park Run on Christmas Day. We have to keep an eye out on the compendium. Yeah, well, I will. We'll be keeping a close eye on it. And as for New Year's Day, well, we always start Park Run somewhere on New Year's Day and we're lucky enough. I know you had your events cancelled. We had our trip down to South Australia and managed to get our events in on New Year's Day this year before hopping over to Kangaroo Island 
to get evacuated from bushfires, which were why you had mm. cancellations where you were. So isn't it crazy to think that it was a year ago now that the fires all started to kick off in the ACT and other parts of Australia? And It feels, yeah, very surreal in a way when, you know, particularly when you look through Facebook memories. And it was, it was around this time of year when the world was normal. Virus-free normal. Yeah, you know, and we didn't have that, you know, the bushfires and the smoke and everything that came with that and then, you know, a pandemic. In my Facebook memories that popped up the other day is that I volunteered at Parkrun as a photographer and I was heading out to do photos for a friend who was skydiving and I ended up getting coaxed into actually skydiving with him on the day. So I did a skydive wearing my purple volunteer shirt. I remember that. Yeah, but the thing is that in that skydive, you know, from there you could see the smoke that was affecting Braidwood um, and Braidwood was um, one of the park run nearby that was, you know, affected for quite some time because they were really just surrounded by it. You know, and that was kind of like the last weekend of no smoke in the area and the, and the fires weren't as bad as what they got to. So it was, yeah, it was, it was kind of strange looking back going, wow, that was, that was only 12 months ago and, and think about everything that's happened uh, since then. Yeah, it comes around quickly, doesn't it? We've had a lot of bushfires up here on the coast. Fire season has definitely begun. But you know what? Something I do remember, especially from this time last year as well, is that International Ugly Christmas Singlet or Shirt Day was still celebrated by yourself and Mm. your fellow ugly festive wearers in the ACT and you guys got together even though you didn't have a park run on that day you still got together and went to a cafe after well not afterwards but you went to a cafe <laughs> yeah there was, there was a there was a tinsel of of us um certainly yeah celebrating the day back last year and weren't you sitting in Santa's chair yep 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 so we all went to our normal um gastro pub for um for breakfast and uh, everybody had their, their their outfits on and then yeah we went and raided uh, Santa's little village in the shopping centre and got our group photo taken. So that was really cool. See, and this is why this day means a lot to me. Yes, it, it kind of was born out of Park Run and for people to celebrate Christmas in an Aussie fashion without, you know, wearing the really heavy sweaters. And I've made a lot of sacrifices for uncomfortable costumes over my costume wearing career but this doesn't have to be one of them because it's actually built for our climate I guess and we're already seeing the singlets out and about and spreading the joy which I'm loving even even last year's getting out there one of our adventurers who got the quality shirt uh, Mitch he sent me a photo he took his girls to a koala sanctuary and he couldn't not wear his <laughs> shirt and even the staff there were very appreciative and admiring of his attire I mean obviously limited edition you can't ever get it again but I do love that it's still out there and spreading the joy so cannot wait to celebrate with everyone this year whether or not people are at Park Run. we do know that the majority of people will have an opportunity in Australia to be at a park run, but there are still so many people who can't. And they're not forgotten, are they, Mark? It's still a little bit strange to have it when so many other people don't. Yeah, I think that that's um, been one of the one of the challenges, I suppose, of reconciling that is being, yeah, the, the fortunate few that uh, can actually get out there and enjoy this this community that we, we, we do thoroughly enjoy so much. And here in Australia, we're, you know, as you said, you know, there's only one one state left to go and hopefully our Victorian friends 
we'll be able to join us on Saturday soon. But, you know, there's the rest of the world as well that's uh, still a long way to go uh, to have yeah, the rest of Parkrun turned on. And uh, we can just hope that uh, things improve in 2021. Yeah, well, I don't want to put the mockers on it by saying something silly like it can't get any worse, but <laughs> at least even if our Victorian family can't get to a park run in their home state, many of them might be actually travelling for the festive season to visit family interstate that they haven't been able to see for a long time and they can take that opportunity to get to a park run somewhere close by to their family too. Fingers crossed anyway for those people. And speaking of travels, Mark, I, I've i got a little bit of time off between Christmas and New Year. I don't know if I'm going to stay close to home or if we're going to get to venture someplace away to support so many of the tourism businesses that just haven't seen the travellers coming to visit them. Have you got any travel plans? Are there going to be some adventures in your not-too-distant future? Yeah, look, we've got some plans in place for 2021 to certainly continue our adventures in our caravan next year. But uh, in January, we're heading back up to Queensland. So we're heading to the Gold Coast and we've got a couple of stops planned on the way up the East Coast in New South Wales. So we're, yeah, we're going to visit a couple of park runs on the way up. One of the ones we, you know, I did as a freedom run on that on my last trip was um, Coffs Harbour. So I'm, I'm kind of excited to actually go to Coffs Harbour and actually do a proper park run there. And uh, we'll be uh, ticking off um, hopefully North Wollongong. Not sure which one on the Gold Coast we'll do as yet, but yeah, we'll be definitely ticking one off on the on the Gold Coast. So kind of looking forward to the park run tourism side of things again that we didn't get to, you know, really tick off um, other than uh, Nightcliff and Darwin on on our trip. So yeah, really looking forward to being on the road in uh, in January and uh, that and uh, watch this space for some other adventures planned in uh, 2021. Excellent. Well, I'm sure Mel and Ollie will really appreciate any roving reports that you want to send from your travels while you're away. Yes, of course. Mark, thank you for joining me for another episode of The Adventurers. This is going to be our last one together too because there's only going to be two more episodes after this till I'm no longer co-hosting. Mm, well, thank you for having me on for one of your last ones. It's certainly been been an honour to, to share the, the microphone with you as you, you lead up to, to hanging up the headphones and the microphone. It's, um, it's been great to be able to be a, a co-host every now and then with you and uh, also dial in uh, for some guest reports. And uh, you know, I've really enjoyed the opportunity that you've offered through this podcast. You know, it was not long ago that I saw the shout out by Will Barlow asking for people to, you know, put up their hand to be uh, roving reporters in the ACT area. And uh, I'm, I'm glad I, I stepped up and uh, took the challenge on. And I say uh, thank you for inviting me on to be the podcast uh, today. Thanks for coming. 